Welcome to the post up. This is your weekly NBA show where three guys break down everything going on in the association. Your boy here, Dylan at Dillbond00 on Twitter, where you could find me. Um, who we got with me, you ask? My man Ryan Dolan. How we doing? Doing good, man. Uh at Ryan Props on Twitter. Feel free to give me a follow. Uh doing pretty good, man. Uh we got MLB is pretty much done for the next couple of days, so I'm ready to just go full steam ahead on NBA. Hopefully, we get some big news this week. Um, summer League's been fun. I, I adore Summer League, uh, dating back to my Sixers tanking days. This used to be my like my playoffs for me, so uh, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the Summer League, so I've really enjoyed watching it. And uh, This draft is exciting, man. I, a couple months like leading up to the draft, I didn't know a ton about it. Because the Sixers didn't have any picks, I, I didn't follow it nowhere anywhere near as close as I'm used to. And uh, I don't know, I've, I've fallen for a lot of these players, man. These this class is good. This class is going to be a lot of fun to watch them integrate themselves in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we break down the summer league, you guys are probably realizing that we are, are man down again in our three man booth. We are missing our main man, Michael Willis. Follow him at Carefree Willis on Twitter. There you go. Um, forgot his Twitter handle for a second, but I got it. Go. Um, while you're following all of us on Twitter, make sure you follow at the post up boys on Twitter, interact with us a little bit, talk to us about the NBA. Um, but Michael's, uh, out traveling again. Um, clearly, um, he is, does not see this as much of a priority as Dolan and I, even though Dolan missed last week, but we'll forget about that. Um, hey, I, I had an excuse. I don't believe in Michael's excuse. Yeah, right. <laughs> Michael Michael took that opportunity. By the way, I listened to this show. I know what Michael did. He took the opportunity for me to not be there to shit talk the Sixers the whole episode. So I got First some shit all, to say about the Pistons. We'd be happy to uh, wail on the Sixers with you around. We've done it many times. <laughs> Your presence is irrelevant in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's fair. But uh, yeah, I, I, got, I got some shit to say about these tanking ass Pistons. That's right. <laughs> Um, speaking of Pistons, who were absolutely robbed of Wimbenyama, <laughs> um, looking, it's really hard to say now because uh, he's, as of right now, he's playing very well. 16 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 blocks with 8 minutes left. Yeah. But can we, is it fair to say that Game 1 was an overreaction, in, at least in the Twitter sphere? Oh, dude, absolutely. Absolutely. So I could say a million things about Summer League. Uh, the best way I could describe it is if if a, if a good player plays poorly in Summer League, I don't think twice about it. However, when they play well, I, I'm like really impressed with what they're doing. So it's like, a, I don't know, I don't, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, it's hard to describe, but, but if you watch a Summer League game, you're just going to see a lot of selfish basketball. You're going to see a, a lot of guys running faster than they're capable of dribbling. A lot of turnovers, a lot of bad shots, um, poorly ran fast breaks. So it's just not good, clean basketball. So like when a guy steps up and is able to play efficiently, keep the turnovers low, like I'm super impressed. But when a guy that, you, you know, even if you expect a lot from him, doesn't play that well in the summer league, it's really not that much of a concern to me at all. So um, two of 13, obviously, you know, that, that's pretty damn bad. You, you definitely want more, um, especially out of, you know, the way this guy was uh you know, talked about over the past couple of years, but um, it's it's really not that big a deal. It's going to be such a small blip on the radar so soon. Um, but in the moment, you know, I, I get it. He, I mean, he looked he looked a lot more raw than I think a lot of us were anticipating. And then he came out after the game, and I know you had some thoughts about this, but he said he didn't really know what he was doing out there. And uh, it it was quite an interesting quote to hear firsthand uh, from you know one of the most heralded basketball prospects, if not sports prospects of all time is really interesting to hear him say something like that so uh weird stuff but again two of 13 bad game not that big a deal and uh he's proving it now it, they're they're playing right now there's seven minutes left in the third quarter he's absolutely torn this game to shreds so far in 14 minutes so uh he's bounced back but yeah uh admitting that you weren't really sure what you were doing out there was was definitely an odd take i didn't anticipate that absolutely and that's yeah i was gonna piggyback on that so I give a lot of these young guys benefit of the doubt because a lot of them haven't been haven't talked to media and stuff a lot. But you got to think that someone who 
with his clout since he's been talked about uh, for years. You think he would know not to say something like that, but he did. <laughs> and to me, him saying that is way worse to me than how he played. Just like, just come out there and say, yeah, it wasn't my night. <laughs> wasn't yeah. hitting shots. Like, what do you say? I, I didn't really know what I was doing out there. That's crazy. Should not I, I be saying that. I almost just want to say it's like a disconnect because I would imagine English is the second language and French is his first. Probably, yeah, that's maybe true. It's just like a maybe it's an, a disconnect. Maybe it's just blatant honesty, and he's just simply pretty damn raw. And you know, this is this is his first game in American basketball. I mean, there's definitely bound to be, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of changes from what he's used to. I mean, there's MLB pitchers that come over from Japan, and it takes them a season or two uh, to get in, integrated into like the league strike zone and, and just how they play the game of baseball. So I don't see why it would be any different uh, in, in uh, American basketball versus like French basketball. So, I mean, I'm sure just, I'm sure there was just some brutal honesty to that. I'm sure it was just an uncomfortable spot for him to be in. And it looks like he got comfortable quick. Yeah. Based so I was going to, I was actually going to ask what competition would you say is better competition, the French basketball league or NBA summer league? I I don't know if I'm a great person to answer that question. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I would. I guess I would say the the best competition is in summer league, but it's a fairly uneducated opinion. Um, but I mean, we do have several of the the top names that um, we've heard about for many years playing in the summer league. We have some really sure. good second year players out here as well that were top picks uh, in the prior draft, and they're you know they're 19, 20 years old. Uh, with some good experience under the belt. So I would lean maybe a little biasly to the, the summer league. Uh, but I also, I know so little about the French leagues that it's not really fair for me to answer. I agree. Okay. Yeah. That's probably a fair point. So you mentioned the second year players. I've got a couple things. I realized something this summer league, and this is the first summer league I've watched in a while, if I'm being honest, but looking at it this year, I think that there's got to be some sort of regulations of who and who cannot play in the summer league because and this is why I think that it's not because they're dominating. To me, if you're already a proven NBA talent, you should not be playing in the summer league because they're just taking up spots for people who are trying to be an NBA talent. And to me, that's not fair. And and I don't think it should be all second year players. I'm obviously like Wimby just airballed a three, so that's sweet. Nice. Um, I think that this is just the rule I came up with thinking about it. If you made an all rookie team, you can't you cannot play in the summer league. Hmm. Interesting. Did did Jabari? I would he did not. think he did. Oh, he did not. He okay. did not. He did not. But like Jay Ivey has no business playing out there, in my opinion. He was good. Um, who was the other name? Was Keegan Murray? He does not. No, no reason for him to be playing out there. Yeah. Like, I, but I, sorry, go ahead. You can finish. I, and I get why they want to play. Like, why not play basketball? Like, they're still young. They want to play basketball as much as they can. And I get that take too. I really do. But to me, it's just like you're taking up spots that people that are trying to be out here, you know, it's like everyone knows what you can do already. You're proven, you know, and it's, you're just scratching the surface. Sure. But I just, and it also makes me think that like, they're not taking it as seriously. It's like, Oh, it's just a summer league uh, compared to playing an actual NBA game. And that might, that might not be their take at all, but that that's just how I, how I would do it. If I was playing, it'd be just like a pickup game. Like how, how Jaden Ivey played the other day. Yeah. You're not kidding. That dude, I don't think he passed the ball a single time in that game. He shot like five of eighteen. He had ten assists today. To be fair, Jay Ivey. Yes, he did. He played. He played a, a different style of basketball today, and it, it led to a twelve point loss. So, even in the summer league, this team stinks. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I ten, think it's. Ten. I mentioned it yesterday, but uh, Pistons potential starting five, three of them are playing in summer league right now. So, you, maybe even four of them. I mean, Duran Wiseman. Asor and Jay Nivey are all in the starting lineup. So yeah. uh, you can make a case that maybe even four of them are, are there. That's true. Yeah. Don't That's think true. that Isaiah Stewart starts at the four, but um, I, I've been super, super impressed with Duran. I think he's one of those guys that should yeah, be playing in, in the summer league. And he looks I really agree. good. He's very he's, raw. He, he, uh, I mean, obviously we can't take summer league too seriously, but he was knocking down jumpers. He was mm -hmm. dribbling into jumpers today and still knocking them down. Um, I was actually really impressed with his passing last year. He didn't really show too much today. He only had one assist, but um, he. While I do agree, he is raw. I mean, I I think he 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 looks like he he improved tremendously this off season. Um, I do think the Pistons are going to be uh, an odd team in the sense that Cade can't really shoot from deep. Ivy can't really shoot from deep. 
they drafted Thompson, and I really like these kids. I like both of them a lot. Yeah, big I like fans. how hard they play on defense, in, you know, especially in the summer league. Been super impressed with their athleticism, uh, their effort, especially defensively. And and Asor played pretty well. He's rebounded his ass off. He's got nine rebounds and eight rebounds in the two games. Passing is really good, but um, he he can't really he doesn't really seem to be able to shoot from deep that well. Uh, we're talking a very limited sample size, but if you kind of factor in the look of his jump shot and his brothers, it's just not the cleanest looking jumper. Um, so I think Pistons are they need Duran and or Wiseman and or Isaiah Stewart to be able to knock down these threes, man. They they need to stretch that floor because they have three guards. And I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess we want to call a sore Thompson a forward, but um he's still borderline guard forward to Absolutely. me. Um you know, and none of them are really plus shooters. If anything, they're all below average shooters. So they really need their big men to all start getting comfortable stepping out and knocking these down. Well, the, they really got ready. bogey. He can stretch the floor. So yes, yes, yes. He's going to be a huge part of that team because he's, uh, as far as like the starting line is concerned, uh, you know, he, he's pretty much their only guy that will consistently be able to pull that off. So he's going to be a huge part of this team. If they trade him, I think they'd almost be silly. Obviously, kind of want to maximize his his, uh, um, his value in, in a trade and in, in a package, but uh, they they need his shooting desperately because I'm not seeing it from basically the entire roster is is going to struggle really badly to shoot uh, from deep. So uh, will be interesting. Duran and they Weisman did just get Joe Harris. What's that? They traded for Joe Harris. That is a good pickup. That is a really good pickup, actually, and and that was smart. You know, that gives that shows they have a little. Uh, you know, uh, they they know their identity. They know their their weaknesses, and um, yeah, I thought that was a good pickup. Harris is is inconsistent yet consistent at the same time. If that makes any sense, like he'll go one of eight, but also he can go six to seven the next game. So, um, you know, we're talking a, a career forty percent three point shooter. So great addition for them. Yeah. Great addition. You, they need you, any more guys like that. You mentioned um, how like Asar hasn't like on a small sample size hasn't looked great shooting. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about uh, a Celtics podcast and they were specifically talking about Jordan Walsh, but they were saying um, they don't care in summer league. They don't care what the misses or makes look like. They want you to get as many shots up as possible just so they have so much tape and stuff to go off of to study like the shooting coaches and stuff, which makes so much sense. So maybe that's why Ivy's out here freaking gunning it like crazy. Or at least he was the first game, but yeah. And that to me, that makes a lot of sense because like you mentioned, um, you, when you play basketball with people that aren't on the same level, you it's almost challenging to a different level. You can't always dominate because people aren't always on the same page. So I, I, I agree with what you're saying. When like if you have a bad game, it doesn't really matter because it's hard to, like people aren't always cutting when you expect them to cut just because the IQ is not on the same level. So I do yeah. agree that what, that quote you said earlier with a, uh, if you play poorly, it doesn't really matter. Tatum balled out when he was in summer league, so. Those are the two best players in the NBA right now. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, it, it's been, it's been really interesting. I think uh, the, like the central guy we can point to in the, doesn't matter if you play bad in the summer league uh, ordeal and you know, it has to be Brandon Miller. Um, and, and at some point you do have to start asking some questions because we're now four games in and he's been mm-hmm. shitty in, in all of them. Uh, at least today he had four assists, zero turnovers. I do like that. That's four good. of 18 shooting, but, you know, pretty pretty fucking awful not not the worst thing in the world but you know if you watch it you know you, you see the way their guards play um you know they've they've ran countless fast breaks and like you know he'll be wide open in the corner and they'll they'll drive two on one and try to put it up uh definitely is is at the mercy of the guards that he's playing with to feed him um but he also you know he was uh touted as a guy that can go and create his own shot not that the summer league has proven that he can't but i wouldn't wouldn't mind watching him knock one of these shots down eventually. I mean, he shot really bad pretty much in all four games, 0 for 7 from 3 today. So um, if, I'm a, if I'm a Hornets fan, I mean, Grant, I, I thought they should have gone scoot all the way. Uh, Absolutely. Right. Uh, if if I'm a Hornets fan, I'm, I would actually be a little, just a little bit concerned because th- this has been really bad. Like, you know, if you if you have one bad game, you follow it up with, with uh, you know, a nice performance and then you play bad again, so be it. But he's been arguably pretty damn bad four straight games heavy turnovers personal foul problems especially in the first two games so i don't know we'll see we don't need to overreact too much but definitely something i'm keeping an eye on and when they go and play their fifth game uh i will definitely want to watch and 
and see what that looks like because eventually you would like to see this guy just start knock down some shots even if these games are meaningless yeah a couple things i noticed by watching him play is he's got great height and great length six nine and he's a great three-point shooter supposedly right but his if you look at his jump shot form his jump shot form is low so it takes away the advantage of being a six nine shooter interesting he does have a pretty high uh, quick release which is good but if he can combine that quick release with a higher release on his jump shot it's going to be significant like a lot harder to guard when it's low like obviously you could be able to snag it real quick you know like be able to um contest it so that's like a couple things and he's not like uberly athletic he's got a good um first step but it's not like he's blowing by people either so i I do want to see how he looks like it's it's hard to say like i said it's just a sample size and it's just summer league but to me and we only we only saw a little bit of scoot because of his shoulder injury but when he was on the court man he looked good he looked yeah, he good yes he did um, and, and both Thompson twins have looked good. Cam Whitmore's looked good. Cam's uh, looked Wendell good. Yana looks great today. Yeah. Um, Anthony Black was tremendous. My goodness, Keontae George. Uh, Keontae George was yesterday good. Yesterday was thirty-four points, seventeen in the thir- in the fourth quarter, plus ten assists. Um, I, I was <laughs> super impressed with him. I was super impressed with Anthony Black. I I really didn't love the Anthony Black pick initially, and the more I thought about it, the more it does make sense. Uh. And he could be really interesting. I think, you know, they, you have to put their their core in perspective because they have a ton of young guys. But, like, who are we really focusing on? I, I would guess you – I mean, obviously, Poalo, obviously mm-hmm. now Anthony Black. And I, I guess number three would be Franz, Franz uh, yeah. Wagner. Um, yep. And, you know, if, if they had taken one of those forwards, then it would have just clashed with the other two guys that they're aiming to build around. So why don't you go get your 6'7"? Uh, future point guard, although they still have Suggs, they still have Fultz, they still have Anthony. They have guys that could do that job, but um, I, you know, I guess that they saw that uh, Anthony Black has a higher potential than them. Um, well, you know, we'll see if that, that ends up coming true, but I, I do kind of understand a little bit more now than when I did on draft night, but um, and then watching how he played last night, but uh, even further encouragement. He was he was really good. He looked poised. He he really seemed to know when to distribute, when to take over. Uh, he, he just looked very, very ready for the moment. So I think that's what's so interesting about watching Brandon Miller struggle. It's, it's Again, it's not that big of a deal, but when you see how comfortable some of these other guys look and how well they've played, you start to, you know, you're in the back of your mind, you start to wonder a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, when Anthony Black was in Arkansas, you can see his game. He just has a mature game to him. Like he plays in the pace, his own pace. Almost like Luca-like in a way, not to that same extreme, but that's to me was some stuff I get a small comparison I can see there. One player that we've been talking a lot about rookies, but we got to talk about Jamari Smith, someone who had a yeah. mediocre rookie season, you could say, who needed a big summer league, and that guy has been balling. He looks good. Yes, he does. Big, My goodness, he big, looks terrific. Big fan. I like I like what Houston did, man. I'm very excited for this Houston team. And I saw I had a little bit of I watched some of that Houston game when he hit the game winner, and they had Ime Doku there, and they did like a small interview with him. And all whole time, I was just like, wow. I'm just Houston surprised, my coach, man. Ime, you, I'm just surprised Ime was able to keep it in his pants long enough to watch. The game. <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to say anything about it. I was like, is this really the time and place to ask him like what happened? But I guess it was not. So good call. <laughs> Got to know better. Yeah, but uh, yes, uh, Jabari has been unreal. He played even better, arguably today, with thirty-eight points. I want to say so. Um, just, just good stuff, man. And some of these, yeah, I mean, these are big-time moves, man. He he caught at the perimeter. He kind of he drove left for a second, then he backed down and he hit a, a turnaround fadeaway um, with a hand in his face. And you know, just like you know, the, that's the kind of stuff that just makes you nod your head, like, oh, that's a pro move. It, you know, it reminded me of Brandon Ingram slash. Uh, uh, Jason Tatum back in their Duke days where it's just like, you know, obviously these guys are kind of scrawny. Um, they didn't like super dominate back in college, but they would break out a move where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, you know, that's why they're regarded as highly as they are. And, and Jabari pulled off a few of those moves today and uh, and, and the last game. So uh, cool to see. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy how, how big of a jump some of these guys can make from year one to year two. Obviously, again, we've said it a million times, this is summer league. You know, we don't need to read too, too much into this. It is fun to talk about. It's fun to watch. But um, at the same time, you you know, you still technically want these guys to play well. And he, he could not have played any better than he played the past two games. Yeah, I agree. 
So I've got one last question when it comes to summer league. Do you care who wins? Uh, like overall? In general. I don't even check scores. I just look at oh, I look oh, at like look at box scores. For the game. Yeah, oh, for no, the game. No, I I a hundred percent look at stats. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same page there. I, I, I don't hope think I some can people tell you who's won a single game yet. I know Celtics lost their first game of the Heat. So that's that's uh, the That's true. I can tell you that the Sixers won last game. So yeah. Um I guess I could tell you. I'm good on summer league. You got anything else? No, I'm, I think I'm all set. Covered uh, a lot of exciting rookies. Touched on um, Jabari. Is there any other second year players that have, you know, kind of taken this? By Keegan storm? Murray. Yeah, Keegan. He went freaking bananas in the game. I th- I think he's only played in one game. Don't quote me on that, but he played really, really freaking well in that game. Yeah, and that. Um, oh, Jalen Williams played in one game. He played uh, really, yeah. really well. Chet, it's, dude, what? Why have we not talked about Chet, the freaking goat? <laughs> the go we have a uh one of our jacked. best friends name is uh his his name is nate and uh he's probably the, the biggest chet holmgren hater of all time I, I i i haven't come across anybody that hates chet holmgren quite like our friend nate does so uh chet will probably be at the forefront of a lot of our discussion so i find it very interesting that he has been to the to this point nate just hates chet because chet outlifts him in the gym that's all that's that's, that's that's a fact. No, he's yeah. I mean, I honestly though he's looked really good. He's looked. I mean, he had some like the first his first game that he played. I think that was in the Utah summer league. He um definitely looked like rusty, which obviously he just missed a year, so he was rusty. But still, his um he still looked like he knew how to play basketball. And his defense was still phenomenal, phenomenal yes, defense. Yes, it was. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a shot at rookie of the year. I mean. He's my vote. Benyana's first game kind of put it in perspective. I mean, you could have bet the field to win Rookie of the Year. It was when, there was a market that was Wembenyana versus the field, and Wembenyana was like horrible, unbettable odds, and you could take the entire NBA or at least the NBA rookies uh, for like plus two hundred or something like that. But jeez, uh, I don't know if that market still exists. It would never existed in Virginia for me, or else yeah, I would have dabbled in it. But um, it's just just crazy. I think maybe perhaps a uh, Game one within Wembenyana opened up a little possibility, and I mean Chet could could come in here and, and you know and win this. Uh, he had that extra year of training, even though he was limited. So um, I've been pretty impressed. He even at Gonzaga, he he took less than ten field goals a game um, in the summer league. He's not been a high volume guy. He kind of just plays patiently, waits for his spots. Plays good defense. He can pass. Um, you know the, the jump shot is he's capable, but it's not really there yet. Well. You know, we'll see. Wembenyana kind of feels the same. It's just like I know he can shoot, but he's not really shooting well. Um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, Chet, Chet's look pretty damn good, man. I, I, I'm super intrigued with the entire OKC, everything that they're doing. Um, uh, Kaysen, uh we, we didn't Wallace. even mention. Uh, yeah, Kaysen Kaysen Wallace, Wallace, who, he looked good. Knocked, he knocked down six threes last game. Uh, and I think Michael got on the, the Post Up Boys Twitter and said, when in doubt, draft a Kentucky, Kentucky. guard. And as a Tyrese Maxey stan, I fully agree, man. You, you just can't go wrong. I don't really know where he fits with OKC because guards yeah. are, are not really a problem for them. But, I mean, if he plays anything like that, uh, he, he, they don't have much choice but to at least include him somewhere in the rotation. So Yeah, uh, I, that's okay. one thing. So I like Kaysen Wallace a lot. I really wish he went to a different team where he would just have more opportunity. But Yeah. yeah, But, yeah, I, I, I think I'm all set on summer league. All right. I got one quick question for you. Damian Lillard, am I right? <laughs> That's all I got uh, on the topic. So if you oh, want to touch on it, go ahead. Uh, uh, it's something we've texted a million times. It's something that's been texted and or tweeted a thousand times, I'm sure. It's just, you know, all these years, this whole loyalty act and like in a matter of a week, you know, it, it seems all of that was just such BS. And, you know, his his image, I, maybe not his image is ruined. It's not like he, you know, he hit his wife or, you know, he didn't do anything outlandish, but the you know all of the the loyalty and you know clout that he, that he fought for in that sense for all those years just vanished in the snap of a finger. And but it's it is weird because none of this sounds like Dame. I mean, you're absolutely as, right. It maybe as a super pushy agent, I don't I don't really know. I'm I'm not really sure what to think of the whole situation. I've I'm sick of it. I've been sick of it. Um, I really hope that Portland does. They I hope they don't trade him to Miami. I want to see what happens. Yeah, I hope they trade him anywhere else. He's being so ridiculous. Like you just, and that's what to me when you, it's like he 
he hurt did this to himself. He was like last last he was gonna be like last summer when he signed the extension. He's like, okay, I'm here for Portland. I trust you guys. You're gonna be it. And a year later, you change your mind. And it's not like I mean, I gotta give Portland the benefit of the doubt on this. It's not like they're trying to lose. You know, it's like it's not their case. It's it, to me just as much to blame that Damian Lillard is the organization. If Damian Lillard can't recruit players to come, yeah, like yeah. I, like I, I, you, this is the face of your franchise. This, you are Damian Lillard, Dame Dalla. Everyone knows who you are. And if you can't recruit any of these stars to come play for Portland, then you're just as much to blame as the organization because players run the NBA, not the organization as much as what players want to say otherwise. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Portland doesn't owe him a damn thing. I agree. He's not signed. Exactly. Not sticking around. You can't be so demanding. And it's one thing to request a trade. I get it. But you can't say that. Yeah, only one team. Even so, I heard a couple comparisons. They're saying Kevin Durant, he named a couple teams when he requested a trade. Every time he's been traded. Kawhi Leonard. He wanted to go to any LA team. At least he gave a couple teams. Still got went to Toronto, but he played and won a championship and it worked out. Worked out. Yeah. So it's just I what he's doing is just another level of ridiculous ridiculousness, in my opinion. Yeah. That to, but, to name one team that that doesn't have the assets on paper to to get a guy like him is is just absurd. It's so it's such bullshit to to Portland and all those fans you fought for to make to you know to make them love you all these years, you're gonna just shoot them like you're gonna just kill you know they're you're gonna kill their chances just like that. I mean, cra- crazy weird. I don't know. Sick of it. I, that's about all I got to say about it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm done talking about Dame. Good deal. I do have one other quick question for for you. By all means, James Harden. Am I right? Oh God. <laughs> oh man. I I don't know where to start on this subject. I. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it feels like Woj just said just about everything. Uh, it, it feels like a very good possibility comes into next season on the Sixers roster. Um, and our clock is ticking because we could, if Maury waits too long, we could just lose him for free in free agency. And I don't know, man, I don't, I don't know what other Sixers fans' expectations are, but I'd be fine getting role players back. I mean, I, would, I want some decent role players. Don't get me wrong, but if we get like a, a pretty mediocre return, it's it's probably not that mediocre because we're about to lose the guy at the end of the year anyway. Absolutely. Free up his cap space. Um, I mean, the Sixers, they do not need to be focused on this year. What it almost seems like they're doing is shedding all financial responsibility of everybody that isn't Tyrese Maxey and J- uh, Joel Embiid for 2024. So mm-hmm. we're basically, uh, it looks like we're looking to have two guys on the roster paid and then a ton of money for next offseason to try to make make our splash then. That's what, almost what it kind of feels like we're doing here, but um, we'll see. I, I don't know. I would love to see James Harden go. I'm not really that picky on the on the package. I, I would take a lot more than let probably me, those six. Let me, let me say something. So Nicholas Batum, Norman Powell in a first. Not, it's not great. Uh, I don't know. That That is a tough one. I, I mean, I do lean yes. That That's a tough one to say yes to, though. That's about as hard as it would get to say I, yes. I think I think that's a solid. I mean, Nicholas Batum gives you uh, a veteran. He's good at defense. He stretches the floor. And Norman Powell, like, was in the argument for six man of the year last year. Having that off the bench would be good. Yes, he would be a great addition for us. I mean, both of them really would Especially be if I'm a Sixers fan, you expect a James Harden not to be there this offseason anyway. So it's getting anything for him is something, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I thought that the options were that he was going to stay a Sixer or he was going to leave for free. So to get a return is is good in my opinion. I mean, I do understand Maury's, uh, I guess, spot. You know, he doesn't, you know, you don't want to give a guy away for for free just just because. But um, at the same time, we better not lose him for free. Uh, so I guess that's the, the main thing of what I'm getting at. We, we better yeah. not lose this guy for nothing. And if, if you're other teams, you know that he's only, his, expi- his contract is expiring and you do not, like James Harden is up there with Kyrie Irving. You have no expectations of what he's going to do. Not to the same level, but it's like he could... Like if he wants to play in the Clippers, sure he might sign there. But I mean, if he ends up going somewhere else, who knows what what it could yep. be? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's enough talking about James Harden. Um, I do want to touch on the pretty big news we had um come across our phones: the in season tournament. Um, so for those of you who have not seen it, Adam Silver has officially, or I guess the NBA has officially announced they are doing an in season tournament. And quick summary of the rules, there's going to be groups of teams, of so five teams, and I, it seems like 
the top team in each group will be playing in a tournament that will be in Las Vegas and there'll be a championship game. And they're not, it's not an additional games they're playing. The only additional game is going to be the championship. And yep. that game does not count towards any regular season stats. And all the other so if anyone watches the WNBA, they're already doing it. It's called the Commissioner's Cup. They just have set games in the schedule that said this is a cup game. And I'm not super, super familiar with Premier League, but I do know that if it's not just like this, it's very similar to how they do in the Premier League. I know Adam Silver takes a lot of his influence and stuff from uh, international soccer. So um, I think this is awesome, personally. I'm all for trying to make things better. Um, you, I mean, keeping something the same is just boring. So adding all these things, and Adam Silver is clearly trying to make the NBA better, and I am all for that. Yep. Whether it's even if it doesn't work, at least you tried. You know, yep. I think, I think that it gives, especially with the NBA, with uh, NBA hockey and MLB all fall in the same category. You got to make regular season more meaningful, and this hundred percent does that. And rather than shortening the season because I want to watch as much basketball as possible, keep it the same for now, and then do this game and then um do see how the see how it goes what do you think of it Dylan? yeah i mean i think uh two of the bigger takeaways the first one is i was really confused at how it would work but the main thing and you said you said it already but you know these these teams are still going to play an 82 game season and certain uh, some of these games will just be deemed a tournament game I initially thought there would be extra games on top of the 82 games or I didn't necessarily think that I was just confused on how it was going to work. So it was nice to get some clarity on that. Richard Jefferson posted a video today kind of explaining the, to clear up some of the loose ends. Um, but uh, you said the teams that make it to the championship, they will play it one extra game. But I mean, the regular season is long and there's a lot of, I mean, the NBA is just horrible with all the rest and load management, all this shit. So like, to try to make these regular season games more interesting to me is a huge win, or at least it, like the, the idea of it in itself is is a huge thing uh, for NBA fans. I think everybody should be excited about this. This just makes games that a lot of the these guys, you know, seemingly didn't really care that much about, you know, hopefully care a little bit more. Uh, maybe these coaches will, you know, push their players to play a few extra minutes instead of waving the white flag with nine minutes and 30 seconds like Steve Kerr and Ty Lue seem to do. So I don't know, man, there's in an 82 game season, there's a lot of shit games in the NBA. A lot. I think it's absolutely. I think it's the biggest problem with NBA and it's probably the biggest problem in all the sports is how awful the regular season is. Um, And hopefully this is a step in the right direction to try to help that issue. It's obviously not going to be like a solo endeavor to cure that issue entirely, but. I think it's a step in the right direction, man. So any any way we can make any of these games more competitive, let's do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the groups were released, I believe, this morning. Um, check out the post up Twitter at post up boys. Uh, we did tweet out the all the groups. So Celtics group looks like it's gonna be a landslide. Easy dub for the Celtics. Um Shut but my, actually on that note, do you think the NBA players will be taking it seriously? I I don't know. I, I I'm struggling to to figure that out. I don't I don't really think they'll play it any differently than a, a regular season game, I guess. This is where I think so I agree with you for the most part. I think it does I think it will the start of the games will be more intense. I think depending how the game goes, their effort might slack. If the game stays competitive, I think it's gonna be good the whole time. But if they, they have to force a comeback or something, I think they will kind of chill out a little bit is my thought do you think when it comes to whoever wins it in the championship is it safe to say that you mentioned the Sixers? i think the Sixers are a good example of a team that could win it like they're a team that a great regular season team love the regular season and there's no series so in theory if there's no series anybody could take like this could be like i see the pacers winning it team that's got talent that can just get hot the thunder would be a good team like they could win it you just get hot at the right time um this is a small one. So the in the Celtics one, the Magic are in there. The Magic uh, beat the Celtics in the their head to head series last year. So Magic could win it. Yeah. So you, and it. I think I believe the reward is just financial. All the players get money. I don't know how much. I think it depends on how much revenue it brings in. Is something that I saw. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Yeah, I'd have to double check on that one myself. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I, it feels like a win to me. I, I think this is a. I think it's a cool idea. Spices up for the fans. Spices up for the for the players. And 
you know, hopefully they take it seriously and hopefully this gives us more competitive basketball while we wait for the postseason. Yeah. All righty, Dolan. So we've got two more segments coming up. Uh, Dolan and I are going to do, it's going to quick thing. We, um, it's something, an idea I had actually, um, if Michael was here, he'd probably take credit for it cause that's his thing. But I think that the post up boys are going to start doing not every episode, but doing just a short draft of a starting five, but it's a theme draft. Um, whether that be international players, uh, USA players, players under 25, some sort of category. And uh, Dolan and I are going to start it off right now. The first post-up draft with the category of three-point lineup. So That's these right. are all three-point shooters, all known three-point shooters. I think we can agree. They might be good at something else too, but every, it's universally known that they are great three-point shooters also. Um, any questions on it, Dolan, before we get started? No, dude, I'm ready to roll. All right, so just clarify, it's just starting five. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin on my coin flipping browser I brought up. You can see I'm not cheating. <laughs> here it is right here. Sure. Here we go. Call it in the air, and I'll let you know what's in the air. In the air. Tails. Heads. So, Dylan, do you want to see it? I'll do you there. believe me? Yeah, Heads. I guess so. So, Dylan, myself, gets... The first pick. Let me pull up my mm, notes. I did tough a one. I think, yeah, I'm, I was really going back and forth about this one, but I think I'm going to go Steph Curry. I wonder why. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off his teammate and go Clay. Ooh, good one. Alrighty, so are you? Can you write this down? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Sorry, pardon the interruption. Yeah, don't mind us. We're figuring this out. So my next pick, I'm gonna go. Damian Lillard. Yeah, I kind of figured you would. All right, so you got you got Steph and Dame. That's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a bit of a challenge here. That's gonna be a bit of a challenge. Um, all right, I got Clay. Um, tough already. This is crazy. Ah, uh, tough, tough, tough. I'm I'm gonna go Donovan Mitchell. That's good. I'm gonna go Mitchell at the two, Clay at the three. Alrighty, I'm gonna go the Joker, starting center. Nice. Okay, so you got Steph, Dame, and Joker. <laughs> I got Clay and Donovan Mitchell. Interesting. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna figure this out. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna place Tatum at my four. Ooh, go good. I like that. I like that. I bet you do. I'm going to go for my three spot, Buddy Heald. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty good start to your team. All right, I got to think about this for a split second here. Um, so you've got Donovan Mitchell at your two, Clay at your three, Tatum at your four? In a sense. Okay. Might be able to sneak away with yeah, Donovan true. Mitch, at number Yeah, Mitchell one. can be one. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, so it, it, it depends. Um Hmm. Tough, tough, tough. Interesting stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to go. I don't think there's anything I could do that would prevent your team from kicking mine's ass right now. I will say I'm going to go LaMelo ball. That's good. I like that one. Alrighty. So this is my last pick. Yep. This is my power forward here. And I'd like to consider this a, a welcoming to the Boston Celtics. I'm going Kristaps, Zingas, nice. Pingas, Porzingis at nice. my four. Nice. I like it. Well, damn. Um, I got to get big here. Uh, I need a somewhat of a rebounder as well as a three-point shooter. A um, couple names come to mind. Hmm. This is a tough one. To me, it's only one option. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Here's someone to do both of those things. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go. I don't have many. I don't have much rebounding, but I'm gonna go Brooke Lopez. That's good. I like that. I was gonna say Vukovic personally, but uh, let me get Brooke. All right, so our final team. I think. Let's hear it. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> you have Steph. You have Dame. 
you have Buddy Heald, you have Chris Stapps, Porzingis, then you have Nikola Jokic. I have LaMelo Ball, Donovan Mitchell, Clay Thompson, Jason Tatum, and Brooke Lopez. Hmm. Yikes. It's going to be a close one. I mean, so, my defense, obviously, it's not bad. but uh, It's not bad. I think it's good. Um, Steph and Joker are pretty decent. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So go follow the Post Up Boys. Um, we will be tweeting out a poll. I would like to get some interaction on this, and you guys can uh, vote to see which team you think is best. Um, I personally think it's Dolan's team, so you'll be getting my vote, Dolan. Yeah. Um, hey, good draft. Um, thank you guys for uh, watching, and hopefully you'll be participating in the first Post Up Boys draft. There you go. All right, if you guys listened last week, uh, we started a new segment called the Post Up Breakdown, and Dolan was a big fan of it. He's pumped. Um, he missed okay. it last time so quick recap the last two so i'm break it down so i have each team numbered one through 30 uh randomly numbered and i have a random number generator and i will be running that generator for us to determine what team to talk about and we'll pretty much do a overall analysis of the team we'll break down expectations uh potential what we like what we believe what's going to happen potential needs since free agency is still going on um things like that um Recap, last week we did Milwaukee Bucks and Washington Wizards. So those two we will not be doing again. All right, Dolan, let's see what we got here. Let's roll. Random number generator. Survey says number 17, the Toronto Raptors. Nice. It's a good one. Team that just made some trades. Um, or I guess they didn't make trade. They lost some people. Sorry. Yeah. You want to start it? Um, yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, the, the first thing we got to look over to is, is obviously losing Fred Van Fleet is, is massive. They have Malachi Flynn will probably be their backup. They have Dennis Schroeder at the one, not great. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a ton of Scotty Barnes at the one. Um, it, it'll be tough because I think Pascal and, uh, OG Ananobi trade rumors will just swirl around this team Absolutely. forever until they're finally gone. But, um, I, I, it's hard. This this is actually probably one of the the, the more difficult teams to to give a projection for. Um, they were forty one and forty one last year. They did make the postseason. Um, they still do have borderline postseason talent. I thought Jalen Daniels was a nice pickup. Grady Dick was a great draft pick. Um, Jakob Pertl at the deadline was a nice addition for them. I'm a big fan of Precious uh, Achua, uh, however you say his name, as as the backup five. Um, even down in their depth chart, they have Will Barton, Thaddeus Young, Otto Porter. So um, decent players. I mean, this this is a solid team. I don't know a ton about uh who hold on, who's their coach? Uh Darko Rajanovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no I don't idea how to say a, that. Yeah, I don't know a ton about their coach. So uh I, I find this to be one of the tougher teams to to project, uh, mainly around the fact that OG and Pascal, we're not really sure how long they're gonna be there. I do actually really, I'm super intrigued about this opportunity for Scotty Barnes because I think we Absolutely. see point guard Scotty pretty much uh, all season long. I mean, let give this man the keys and see what he can do with them. Um, you know, Pascal will, will, will share. I'm sure he'll average six and a half assists, but uh, it, it's point guard Scotty time, man. I think as, as a Toronto fan, you know, you definitely have Scotty to build around. Great, you add Grady Dick into the mix. I didn't even mention Gary Trent at any point so far so he's a really good shooter off the bench if you do uh go if you know if you put him at the sixth man so um the, the depth is there it's a, it's a very intriguing roster it's 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 lengthy it's athletic um you know it got even lengthier with Jakob Pertl at the five rather than Siakam at the five so um this is this is definitely one of the most thought-provoking teams Dennis Schroeder doesn't do it for me not a not a huge fan he's okay uh, he's super, super inconsistent. He could drop 23 one game with eight assists. And then this following game, he could have six points, one assist. And, I, you know, I wouldn't really even bat an eye. He's just such an inconsistent player. So, um, you know, my outlook on them is I do think they will get a little bit worse and they have bigger question marks, um, mainly just around coaching and, um, you know, how long they, are they going to keep this core together before they break it up? But, um, I mean, the talent's there. I mean, this is, this is a pretty pretty interesting team and even if they do blow it up pascal is going to get you a nice return og and is going to get you a nice return gary trent can probably get you a, a halfway decent return and then you, you still have your guys scotty barnes and grady dick to build around so 
Interesting, man. It's, uh, I think interesting is just the best word for it. Uh, I think, I think they could still make the play in with this roster if they don't go the trade route. I say this is an, an eight to, you know, this is an eight to 10 seed team in, in the East to me. I think that's solid. I think seeing how the new coach is going to work out is going to be big to figure out expectations for this team. I mean, there's t- time and time again, like this is a very minor, like extreme um, example, but the Warriors were eight seed and Steve Kerr took over and then they became the Warriors. So um, when Mark Jackson left, so it, let's, we could find out this is a phenomenal coach and he works magic out of these people. But I am seeing like, I see a lot of similarities like them and the Bulls, not to the same extreme as the Bulls, obviously, but they have these weird good pieces, but it's kind of awkwardly fitting together. You're kind of not sure how it's going to work, but you want it to work because it's still talent there. I think their ceiling, absolute ceiling, is a six seed. Um, and that's with like like this new coach working out, and they have like Siakam is still a great talent. Absolutely. And obviously OG is very good. And we can have Scotty Barnes because his rookie year was phenomenal and he had a sophomore slump. So see what Scotty Barnes can do. You said give him the keys and see how it goes. So I don't – yeah, this is a hard team to break down. I don't see any other big things happening unless they end up trading Siakam and OG, but there's not many teams. I can see – I think OG is more of a hot item I would want rather than Siakam. Siakam is one of those weird pieces where you don't really want to give him a lot because I don't think he's a, a going to change your organization. He's someone that could fit really well if the Mavericks could get him. To me, that's a good fit. You know, some would be a nice fit. Some a team like that, like he's he's going to be a great third star. Make him your second star. It's like sure you could possibly compete for the four seed, but that's just my thoughts on it. Um, anything else on the Raptors? I think I think that was a hard one, but no, yeah, we covered a lot of the roster. I mean, it's a it's an I mean, it's a solid roster. It still is. I mean, it, it definitely is. It's just a matter of what their goal is and. Um, I think that's very undefined right now. Obviously, you know, you'd, you'd think that they'd want to win, but um, I don't know. They, you mentioned you kind of compared them loosely to the Bulls, and they do seem purgatory-ish where they're just that postseason team that doesn't really get far into the postseason, nor do they get good draft picks. And it's just it's just like a, a never-ending revolving door, which is Dylan's favorite thing, by the way. Dylan's a huge revolving door. Dude, kind of guy. I went through one yesterday. Very proud of you. Very it was torturous. You. And... I realized afterwards there was a door right next to it and I was forced to walk through <laughs> the freaking didn't pay attention about lost yeah. my life. It was horrifying. That's and I tried my best not to make a scene out of it, but I literally like stood in front of it was like pacing, like uh, catching my breath, like trying to hype myself up doing it. And people were just like, and it wasn't a busy place. So people are with like, what are you doing? And I was like, I wasn't even going to explain my weird fears of revolving doors, but <laughs> thanks for that. Well, yeah. Anytime. I'm happy to call it out, but yeah, I, I do. I think this is a play-in playoff team. I agree. I agree. On to the next one. I didn't mention this, Dolan. I don't know if you remember if you listened to the pod, but if we get either Celtics, Sixers, or Pistons, we're not going to count that. We'll wait till full squads here to our yep. full strength to break down our, our squads because those are probably going to take significantly longer than the other ones. Yeah. Number 14. Survey says... This is a fun one. The Houston Rockets. Nice. This is a good one. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of I got a lot to say about this one. Uh, I thought it felt like they blew their load a bit a little bit to me in, in free agency. Felt like they got a little bit too much money in their pockets, and they just seemed so determined to use it all up as quickly as they possibly could. Small um, thing. I don't know yeah. if you knew this. We've talked about the new CBA a lot. The new CBA says you have to use at least, I think it's 90 or 95% of your cap. So before the season starts. So it's, it is forcing some teams to throw money. Granted, both of these big signings were like right as free agency started. So it's like, they probably could have waited to figure out, but that is a small thing. Like you're forced to use your cap. Now there's no more waiting. It used to be, you had to use your cap before a certain time period in the season. Now it's before the season starts. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. That it, it still does feel like I mean, Jock Lendale, thirty-two million, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> eighty million, Fred Van Fleet. I don't even remember how many million, hundred and thirty years I or think, something. Hundred thirty. Yeah, it was more yeah. than Kyrie. I remember yeah, that just it, being absurd. That just and 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 doing this with such good young talent. I understand 
you know, they, they had a massive losing culture. They had so many maturity issues. Um, I'm in Thompson and, and Cam Whitmore. were not going to come in and fix that, you know, by themselves. I, I get that. So I do understand where they're coming from with these signings, but um, at the same time, you know, I wouldn't have minded had they let these guys kind of grow organically. Cause how badly is, I mean, Fred, I, I, Nick nurse, you know, I mean, he's probably not going to play Fred quite like Nick nurse did, but Fred's been pretty much a 40 minute a game guy. Most of his career, as long as he's been a starter ever since Lowry left Toronto, um, you know, are you, you can't put him out there for 36, 38 minutes, play Dylan Brooks for 32 minutes. Then where does Amen Thompson come in? When does Kim Whitmore come in? When do these Jabari guys Smith. get the time? What's that? Jabari Smith. Yeah, well, Jabari's going to be four. And even behind him is Tari Eason, who's, who's True. a terrific prospect, who's good. been great in the summer league. He's been good in summer league. I was going to say that. Yeah, Jayshon Tate is uh, another really good young player that you know we don't really know what his ceiling is, but he's going to lose a lot of opportunities. So I, I really feel like this takes away a ton of, uh, I mean, opportunity, it, maybe maybe? growing pains. It, it growing pains, yes, I, it will take away a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, maybe if if you're the Houston Rockets, maybe you're just sick of waiting on guys to grow because. Maybe, uh, you know, there, this is a 22 and 60 team. I, I do understand the sense of urgency. I respect that. But um, Jock Lindell and Dylan Brooks making 112 million combined is, is just wild to me. I, I didn't if you if you want to sign Fred, you know, that that's cool. That You know, he's a good player. He's going to he's going to bring you further. I know Michael's spoken fairly positively about the Dylan Brooks signing. I actually uh, I like that. I actually like first. the Brooks signings. I think a lot of people like are harboring over how the end of his last season was. And I get it. Like he definitely was in the media for usually not good things. Uh, he's, and he was not backing it up on the court, but historically before that he was a solid player. And I do, do think he brings like a weird toughness and good perimeter defense. And I don't think, I think 20 million a year is pretty much what a good role player gets. And I do think he's a good role player. Yeah. I, I mean, if you look at his numbers, obviously last year was down. I mean, the prior couple of years are pretty good. I mean, there was 18 points in 21, 22. He did get hurt. He only played 32 games or something like that. But um, he was a, a low efficiency, high volume guy, which in that sense does kind of concern me. You're just True. taking, you're taking a lot of shots away from Amen. You're taking shots away from Cam. You're taking shots away from Jalen. And, you know, these are guys that I would like to see put up shots. We haven't even gotten around to Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, it seems so obvious to like go ahead and just trade him, you know, absolutely. Off, yeah. But, I mean, we're talking, I mean, what did he average last year? 19 and six. Yeah. 19 points, 5.7 rebounds. He was, he shot 37% from three and this dude's 23 years old. Like, yeah, I like like, him. They, they put him in his, in a non-natural position. He ends up averaging 19 and and six at 23. And like, he's just like a throwaway to them. Or I guess more so from like a fan standpoint, well, I'm not really sure what their front office is thinking about him, but. Um, he's just another odd piece of this puzzle that will uh, lose out very heavily. Uh, you know, uh, as far as point guards concerned, you, you got to think they they drafted Amon Amon Thompson at four overall, right? Hold on, yeah, four overall, mm-hmm. and then he's like their third string point guard now. Like, I don't know, just weird. Uh, just I, I get it. Twenty two and six is really fucking bad. You want to win sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, you. you you gave your your young guys a chance to, to you know to grow, but um, I was a little weirded out this offseason. I I just didn't see a lot of this coming. So um, I've got I, three questions for you before you can okay. continue. Yeah, please. What do you think their starting lineup is going to be? Fred, Jalen, Brooks, Jabari, Singoon. Okay, I mean, I more or less agree with that. There's some – I'm curious to see what Jalen Green does. See, obviously, I think he's going to start. He was number two over pick two years ago. Start him. I think there's a no-brainer starter. Then, you, But then you pay Jock Landell to be your backup center? Pay him that much money to be your backup center? Yeah. That's crazy. Obviously, well, Zagan is I, way better than him, at least was, in my opinion. He was four for 32, I think. So, eight million a year, not you – know, Yeah, that's not bad. Feels reasonable for backup center. Sangoon is definitely going to be the five. Good. All righty. If you're a Rockets fan, what's your expectations? I'd want to make the postseason with all the all these moves, all the addition. Um, it's. Uh, 
I don't know. This is a this is a massive, massive jump. I think they are the ten seed in the West. They are the okay. like, last team to claw into the play in kind of kind of team. But that is a massive jump. It's so hard to break that culture. But obviously, they brought in Imi. If if somebody can yeah, turn it around, yeah. it's him. And, if, you know, yeah, Ime. Ime's. Yeah, my bad. He's a good coach. So yeah, yeah. So. I, I do think, I mean, the talent's there. I mean, even though I've kind of harped on my confusion, it's not due to lack of talent. This team's fucking deep. This team is good. It's I mean, deep. It's got, it, if one thing it has is depth, not superstar power, yeah. but it's got depth at least. It's it's talented. I'm not going to say this is a good team, but this is a super talented team. We'll see if they're a good team, but I, I do, I mean, the talent is there, especially if Jabari makes that leap. Uh, I think Singoon will continue to grow. Um, we'll see what Jalen does. I mean, I, I thought he was primed to have a massive, massive breakout. Um, then they signed Van Fleet, Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. And, um, you know, that might curb his volume quite a bit. But, I mean, that's probably not the worst thing. I mean, we're talking a, a pretty low efficiency guy. So, um, you know, does he really need to shoot 23 times a game? You know, probably not. So, um, I don't know. I think this is a, like a, a first team in or last team out play-in team like the 10th seed like scrapes scrapes by to make it or the 11th seed that misses by you know a game and a half or i guess you can't have a half game but a game or two all right final question on them give me and you don't have to do a uh reasoning just real quick give me a floor and a ceiling with their seeds seating hmm Eight seed is their ceiling to me. You get winning twenty two games in a season's extremely bad. Uh, pretty much everybody that was on that team, or a lot of the guys, are still there. Some of them will have less responsibility, less role. But um, you know, it's a huge jump to make. It's so hard to go from such a losing culture to all of a sudden winning one. It just doesn't happen. Like you know, it's it's just a hard thing to shake. So I think they have a lot of bad habits that were developed over the course of the season and you could bring in any coach in the entire world um and you know i think i still think they would kind of struggle to turn around the mentality overall but um you know i i still think their their floor is 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 rather low because of how bad they've been for so long but on the flip side um ceiling can be pretty high i mean i I, hold on I'm, i'm mixing up here a little bit i think i said Eight seed is their ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I, I I switched my own points for a second there, but I think eight eight seeds their ceiling, and like uh like thirteen is is their is their floor. I mean, they could completely shit to bed. I mean, uh, if you think about it, uh, you know, I guess their number one option is Fred Van Fleet at this point, and I mean, this is like a thirty nine percent shooter from the floor most of the years of his career. So, I mean, he, they're adding a super a uh, high volume, low efficiency guy to a high volume, low efficiency offense. So, um, I don't, I don't think even if they, even if everything clicks, Ime steps in, does a great job coaching. I, I still think to go from twenty one wins to a seven seed would be, uh, you know, miraculous. So I, I think best case scenario they can get to the, to the seven seed, maybe eight seed. But um, I also think there's a lot of potential for them to just continue to suck because going from being terrible to going uh, to being good is, is, is it's not an easy thing to do. So we'll see. I, this is, again, I use the word interesting a lot for Toronto. I, I think this is, will be one of the more interesting teams to, to watch throughout this season. Cause I think they're one of the more unpredictable uh, highs and lows. Uh, it's, it's, I, I truly can't wait to see what this team does. Yeah, I, I agree with most of your points. I would say that the floor is probably like a, 12 seed or so they to me they obviously health pending like obviously if everyone stays healthy uh besides like minor injuries here and there then yeah i'd say ceiling is probably a nine nine seed something like that but but um that's a that's a we had two doozies for the post-up breakdown those are those are good ones yeah Um, no doubt about it all right dolan i think that's the show you got anything else I mean, I'm I'm pretty much all set. We're we're at an hour and one minute recording, so I'm I'm super proud. We we did it. We did it. We're, we're Not back, bad. Baby. Um, we do me a favor. Show. All you 
do you do me a favor all you listeners out there go follow at carefree willis tell him how much he sucks for not Please. being here yep um also tell him how much the pistons suck because that's his favorite conversation Please. um i am dylan you could follow me at at dylbon zero zero come talk celtics with me dolan where can our dear friends find you at find me at ryan props with a z on the end on the bird app the bird app you have twitter blue i do through the comp my company oh that's awesome brag about it dude jeez i I, I will some of us don't have eight dollars a month to throw around (laughs) jeez (laughs) thank you guys for listening we will see you next week yes sir later later